Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Yes. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, always, the one, the only, Justin Virgin Bat Evangelista. Yellow, yellow, I'm back. That's yellow, right. Yellow, yellow, that verge. And Dave <laughs> Burles Berlin. Dang, it's good to be back on for another week. Yeah. It is the trio, man. The tra, the twa. You Can't love it. Beat it. You love it. Uh, Justin, hmm. how are things? Nothing much, man. Same old, same old. What's up with you? You know, uh, I've been doing some thinking about social media. Word. And and yeah. and I singled you out because. You don't. You don't really have too much of a social media presence. Nope. You know. You. No, I don't. You know. You're not on Instagram. You. Do, you don't do the tweets. Uh, do you have a reason why you're not on those medias of choice? Well, I do have a, a Twitter. Oh, you uh, do. I usually use it though to like. Either tweet about sports or just watch funny videos. Oh, okay. Uh, Instagram. Uh, I don't know. I think I was just late to that train, and then you just didn't want to get on it. You said I yeah, missed the I train. Yeah, I just didn't want to get on it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Even though the train was still in like holding distance, I just didn't want to do it. Your time is precious. I understand. Me. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, aside from the Instagram for the show. I don't have much of a social media presence either. I hang low. Word. Uh, but I was I was thinking about Instagram the other day and Twitter the other day. Um, now this may just me be me as an old curmudgeon. So uh, true. But I think some of their language is a bit strong. Yes. And I think our our page could have a stronger presence if they toned down their language hmm. this is this uh-huh. this is what i mean uh you know when you find somebody's page that's interesting to you what do you do scroll through it yeah yeah and if you're really interested what do you do you follow it that's you right follow them you instantly become their follower follower seems like a really big commitment to me yes i mean Follower is like three quarters of a step away from being a disciple. So right? true. Like, I mean, follower, when you really think about that, like you are no longer the leader of the pack. You are a sheep. That's what you are when you're following. No offense to all of our followers. I love you guys. Um, but I feel like that's hindering the amount of people that keep up with the Doc G show. You know, I think we need to contact Instagram and see if we can get a couple lower tiers below follower. So here's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Here's what I'm thinking. First tier, follower. Then after follower, maybe you have part-time follower. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you're interested, but not, like, super interested. Not right. invested. Yeah, yeah. Like, like like every other post can show up. Yeah, like for like for instance, Chris Pontius, Party Boy from Jack. Sweet. I, I'm interested in what Party Boy's doing. I'm not interested enough to fully wanting to be his follower. 
Nope. But maybe, like, part-time follower? Watch a video or two? Yeah, I could be a part-time follower of his. Yeah, why not? <laughs> right? Then, the last category, let's bring it, uh, li- or the, uh, the second-to-last category, uh, interested. Hmm. Let's go with interested. So, okay. follower, part-time follower, interested. Right? Interested. Like, so this is somebody that you're like, eh, I might watch a video or two. I won't turn them away, right? And then the last one, mildly interested, right? The last category, (laughs) mildly interested. Like, for instance, if Tostitos Hint of Lime Chips had an Instagram page, Hmm. I'd be mildly interested. I mean, they're delicious, and I would definitely have them at a party. You better believe it. But do I care about their day-to-day life as a chip? Not really. Nope. I'm just mildly interested. I feel like if we had a mildly interested button, we would get a lot of more mildly interested folks in our show. So true. Because they care about us just a little bit. Like, follower, too much for us. Yes! Too much, right? Do you guys agree, Dave? Do you agree? Hmm. Yeah, like, they they may not wa- like listen to the show... As soon as it ha- comes on every right. Sunday or every Wednesday, but they, you know, they like to s- maybe catch up during the week. Yeah, they look at one thing or two, but they don't want to actually have that below their follow their following list and let people see our crappy name at the bottom of their follow list. They're like, oh god. Yeah, but if we had a mildly interested list, and they'd be like, oh, that makes sense. That's the Doc G show. I get that. I get that. We'd, we'd have so many mildly interested right? people. Right? I feel like so, so many. many people would wade into that. Yes. And then just like the shallow end of the pool, they'd be like, I think I can go deeper. That's a fact. I think, I think now I can be interested. And then maybe a like six that. months down the line, they'd be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a part-time follower. And then three years, boom. We have won them over. Three years in, boom. They want to be our follower. Oh, That's what yeah. I think. That settles it, fellas. I'm going to Instagram to propose the counterparts of the follow button. Yes! That's happening. Do it. In the meantime, are you ready to fire up the show? Do it. Pumped. Let's fire it up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Uh, guys, we have a great show. As I mentioned before we came on the air, we have Tim Baker. Yes, that's right. The Tim Baker, who was the lead singer of Hey Rosetta for 12 years. He is now promoting his new album as a solo artist, which is Forever Overhead. Some jams on that. It's going to hit stores April 19th. Yes. Nice. Yes, coming out very soon. We've got two bangers from that uh, album. Two bangers, yes. But first... Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. They're coming. But first, we start where we always start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Justin, you'd be proud. Uh, Dave Dave pulled out all birthday suits uh, last week. So many different genres. Yeah. Never had a doubt. 
He had. I knew he would never pull a Whitney Houston. Oh well, it was sex. very, it was very close. We had Fergie and Mariah Carey, and he got oh, both Fergie, both Fergs and Mariah Carey. It was very impressive. Nice. And, th- nice. and then Quentin Tarantino as well. Very yeah, impressive. Can you believe Ooh, that, yeah. Justin? Same birthday. Those yeah. two. What? Yeah, yeah that's well, right. Not the same year, but same obviously day. no, no. One was one was the big five zero, right? I think Mariah Carey was five zero, five one. Star studded baby. Star. Nonetheless, studded. we have derailed already. Anyway, yes! born come on. on April third, nineteen sixty one, in Brooklyn, New York. Our birthday suit wearer's father was killed at the age of eight. Jeez. And that same year, our birthday suit wearer's mother became ill. Therefore, our birthday suit wearer and his brother, Charlie, had to go live in foster care. Our birthday suit wearer at 15 listened to Richard Pryor's album, and that gave him the motivation to start a career in stand-up. He was also inspired by Red Fox and Robin Williams. He put out three stand-up comedian albums in the 80s, but his fame grew to another level. hold on. Is it Eddie Murphy? Boom! Look at that. Nicely oh, done. Nice. Well, I thought it was going to be a comedian, and you said his brother Charlie. So. Yes. You nailed it, man. You nailed it. So I was thinking that, too. Yep. I'll finish it up here. In the 80s, he became a member of the Saturday Night Live gang, and a lot of people say Saturday Night Live would not have continued if it wasn't for Eddie Murphy. Say what? Because that was the time when Lorne Michaels was not being the producer. So it was it was very scant years. Then Lorne came back. They had, you know, Farley. They had Mike Myers. Nonetheless, he had notable ske- uh, sketches. Uh, Buckwheat, uh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, uh, Gumby, obviously all great. Then he went on to large movies, Trading Places, Coming to America, Beverly Hills Cop, The Nutty Professor, Dr. Doolittle, and then, of course, animated classics like Shrek and Mulan, Mr. Eddie Murphy. Yes, indeed. Turning the big 5-8. Five, 5-8. Eight. Five, what? 5-8. Five, 5-8. Eight. Five, eight. Dang. Nice, nice. Looks good for 5-8. Happy birthday. Looking mad sexy, Mr. Murphy. Very, oh, yeah. very good looking. Guys, as you know, I made a promise to the listeners that we would always follow up on Stone's Unturned. That's right. In a segment we call Previously on the Doc G Show. Yes! Previously on the Doc G Show. Uh, what you got for us? Dave. Do you recall us talking about Florence Mailer? Hmm. Of course. Yes, the uh, 84-year-old that was a pole vaulting machine. And th- yeah, she was an animal. <laughs> then we talked about Lydia Ryder, who is 82, and her mm-hmm. track and field uh, achievements. Yeah. Well, I told you guys that I was going to look up whether or not that was a world record. Lydia did not have a world record with 333. Oh, the, that's crazy. The world record for 80-plus females in uh, in the 800 meters is Yoko Nakano at the age of 82 last year whoa, with a whoa. 330. Jeez. A 330. Wow. And I've got more follow-up on it. Wait, what? This year, Lydia ended up getting a 357 in the 800, winning gold for her age division. Yes, yes. But a little off the world record there. But, but, we did have a world record this year. Say what? Sabra Harvey of the United States, 70 years old, 
for the 70 plus ran the 800 meters in 250. Fifty world record, moving, dude. She's moving. Goodness gracious! You go, Sabra. You go. Seventy years young with a two fifty sub yes. six minute mile pace for a seventy Sabra. year old woman. Sabra Hummus. Yes, exactly. Sabra Hummus. No, that wasn't her last name. <sighs> um, Sabra Harvey. Uh, I love the roasted garlic. Yes. Extra note. Justin loves the uh, the uh, roasted garlic. Other extra note. Flo Mailer, who we mentioned, she did get gold in the pole vault. Nice. Uh, she did not run in the 800, just to let you know. Okay. So the other note was on the riot button. Guys, the riot button. That's a fact. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, obviously, I did not find everything out, but I did find out that they took the labels off the riot buttons. Mm. No more no more riot on there. Yes. Uh, yes. Oof. So, they didn't explain why, why they were expecting riots in the first place, but they did take the button off. So, good for them. Good for them. Yes! Okay. Guys, are you ready? Rip the headlines. Rip it, baby. Rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, okay. Uh, Dave, you're in a relationship, am I right? Hit me. Yes, sir. One year uh, next week. Oh, Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Oh, Justin, you're in a relationship, am I right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, four years strong. Wow. So neither of you guys partake in the shenanigans going on on Tinder, correct? Nope. No. No. I'd be, no I'd be dead. Yeah, exactly. There would be much uh, what? Uh, uh, what? punishment going on. Mm, there would be much punishment. Well, the dating app has released some news, guys. That's a fact. Tinder has released that they have a new verification on the app. For men. Oh, I think I heard about this. Height verification. Yeah. <laughs> so true. That's right. Apparently, there have been too many fake heights. Oh, come on. Dude that's, uh, the dudes that are five six saying they are six feet and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that's the measurement people were complaining about. hi You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> measurement. I'm talking about... The no. hand measurement. The hand, of course. You are correct, Justin. Correct. The third hand. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. Let's move on before we get fired. Yes. Justin. Justin. <laughs> Hi. We've got a British record, not a world Whoa. record, a British record. Uh, Most tea drink in an hour. Oh, nicely done, but no. Uh, this involves old people, Justin. This is British... Oldest man celebrating his 111th birthday. Nice. Yes. Happy wow. birthday, man. Yes. Bob Waiten. Bob Waiten. Uh, he's got three children, 10 grandchildren, and 25 great-grandchildren. Uh, oh, my. Bob said he likes meeting new people. That's a fact. Um, that he's never seen before. That's one of his delights. Uh, people who have been places and have some understanding of what it means to be a human. Yeah, that's what he said was one of his favorite things about life. Then that's the reporter, awesome. 
Then the reporter asked him what his secret is to such a long life, and he said, you know, hmm. try to avoid death. So true. Words of wisdom right there. Wow. So bad. Live by that every day. Someone should have told the kamikaze pilots that. Yes. They really would have changed their direction in life, is my guess. Hey, you know what you want to do? Try to avoid death. What? Jeez. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly the opposite of what we were going to do. Man. Oh, we should they would just be regular different. old pilots. Hmm. They're just regular pirates. In, in fact, they'd probably stop being pilots in general. They're like, you know what? These guns shooting at us are dangerous. We should probably stop this. <laughs> so true. Um, guys, to give you a feeling of how old Bobby is, here you go. Bob was 21 when the Great Depression happened. What the heck? Yeah. Mm. Bob was 37 when the nuclear bombs were used in Japan. Wow. That's still Bob, relatively young at that time, too. That's right. Bob was 54 when the Beatles released their first single. Girl, come on! Bob was 83 when the Berlin Wall was torn down. You know what? You know what? Wow. Bob was 100 when Barack Obama was elected president. Wow. Yeah. You go, Bob. Here's to another 100, my man. Keep on living. I bet you he has a bunch of stories. Look it up. Yeah, oh, he's got to have a bunch of stories. 111. Of course. I, I hope he wrote them down, because I feel like maybe a couple of them he's forgotten. Hmm. So I hope I hope he got all of them <laughs> written down. Dave. Yes, sir. This next story I'm a bit baffled by. Um, it's a bit confusing. You're not easily baffled. Yeah, so uh, some teens, they've gotten into some trouble in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week, uh, they got in trouble for sending each other nude photos. <gasps> Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so apparently someone found out about this and then approached the kids about this. They confessed, uh, and they were like, yeah, we, we've been sending uh, nude photos to each other. And this is where uh, I really got confused, hmm. because once these students uh, confessed to it, they were brought up on charges of child pornography. Wait, oh, my. Oh, wow. Gosh. And I was like, wait, wait. These are other children, right? And I looked a little deeper, and yeah, they're all 14 and 15 years old. So that oh, that charge seems a bit bizarre to me. I mean, this may be a bit of a hyperbole, but uh, continue on my, uh, my logic here. That's like if you brought up charges of bestiality on a horse for having relations with another horse. Wait, what? I mean, okay. yeah. Ew. Yeah, that's a horse that, but, right? Nope. Is that not, I mean, I, I guess. It doesn't seem to fit the crime for me. I mean, nope. I, you know, uh, as logic seems, most everyone would stay away from this because that's a, a area you want to stay away from, but still, bit weird, right? It's, I'm just it's, saying. Uh, you can question it. I feel you. It I seems you. seems odd. Well, let's go on before we get fired again. Justin, <laughs> please. <laughs> if you name the top ten most frightening things going on in the world, hmm. um, first off, there's a pretty great chance that first on the list is going to be that spider we talked about in Peru. Yes! Um, mm. But another one, right... Right up there on that top ten list, Ebola's going to be somewhere on the list. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, Ebola. Sure. Um, 
Tom it's pretty. Cancer. It's pretty frightening, right? It's a frightening thing. I mean, this I mean, disease, yeah. a, a disease that's described as bleeding out of all your orifices on your body, that's an unsettling thing. Am I right? Scary. It's Very scary. unsettling. Well, this is an interesting story out of Africa. Uh, scientists and health officials have really been wondering why Ebola keeps popping up and then won't go away. You know, hmm. they it pops up and they try to quarantine everybody and they try to keep everybody away. But somehow it keeps going on. And they're like, what do these new cases keep coming up? So they started surveying. They actually sur- surveyed the surviving Ebola victims. Hmm. So the people that didn't die, which, I mean, that's got to be horrible, right? Jeez. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and not only that, the the side note, I read a story about Ebola survivors where it's like, oh, you can have reoccurring symptoms. And I was like, holy Lord. Oh, that is oh, actually God. the worst. That's, That's scary. But so anyways, 25% of the survivors um, didn't think the disease was real. Wait, what? They thought what? it was like a hoax. And what does I that was, mean? That that blows my mind. Like, people were like, hey, don't go over there. And they're like, lame, I don't believe you, and just walked in. Right? <laughs> and then just contracted Jeez. Ebola. And got it. Like, that's crazy. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't think even if I thought it was a hoax, if somebody was like, hey, that Ebola's real, and I was like, fake, nope. you know, like. Fake news. I, <laughs> I feel like even if that were the case, I wouldn't test it. Nope. Like. Like, for instance, if somebody was like, hey, man, don't walk down that hall down there. There's a Bigfoot at the end of that hall that's been known to rip off. Wait, what? Like, I'm not going to go down that hall. I wouldn't believe it. But if you told me that, I'm like, you know what? I'm staying clear of that hall. I don't want to go down there. I I'll feel just let like a girl go down that hall since you know. Mm, girls good thinking. Uh, good thinking. Uh, smart man. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> also, even even if it's just a Bigfoot that doesn't do that horrible deed, he'll just rip the lady to shreds, and you'll be like, oh, <laughs> hey, thank God I didn't go down there. Whew. Oh, that's better. Uh, anyways, Dave. Yeah. There's some important information out of the Washington Post. Uh, Dave, how popular are escalators in America? Hmm. Dude, with our lazy country, everyone loves the escalators. Pretty popular. Pretty popular. Well, a researcher from Mississippi State, um, has some news for users of escalators. Leslie Strauderman. Mm. Leslie Strauderman. She released a new research article titled... Utilization of behavioral studies in developing the intramodal simulator for the analysis of pedestrian traffic. Jeez. It's a headline. That's right. It's a headline as enticing as a new episode of the Doc G Show. My God, are people listening to that? So true. Well, anyways, she analyzed the data and she says people walking on the escalators that walk not ride on the escalators are actually slowing overall traffic of the escalator down Mm. what that's right that's right walking on the escalator is slowing down pedestrian traffic i mean i don't want to step on dr strauderman's work suck on that pun justin huh what (laughs) (laughs) yeah right i don't want to step on it see what i did that was a good one that was a good one but as you know, I did plan that out. 
That was not a Justin off the cuff. Nope. I'm sorry. But nonetheless. You'll get it. I, <laughs> I got to work up to it. I mean. Oh, is that another one? Yeah, that's right. escalators go up. up. Yes. Uh, Dude, on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it coming. Uh, but What else? Does America really need another reason not to walk? Hmm. Like, come on, Dr. Strauderman. Do we really need to give... I feel, I feel like her next paper is going to be like, hey, next time you're on an escalator, you should just eat a bacon cheese sandwich and go to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what you should try. Like, I mean, assisted walking. I mean, that... Assisted walking on an escalator may be the only exercise these people are getting, and she's like, "Nah, don't do it. Don't even, don't even well, walk on that." Th- that like reminds me of like uh, you know in an airport how they have the like straightaway moving, yeah, basically the moving as, sidewalks. Yeah, like, like how could you tell me that's slower than the escalator and mm. stairs? Like, yeah, yeah, because as Jim Gaffigan says, you do feel like a robotic uh, running machine when you start walking on them. And all of a sudden, oh, yeah. it, you're going at like a running pace, people. and you're like, excuse me, here I come. It's pretty amazing. So true. Uh, okay, guys, I've got a very exciting story. I'm, I'm extremely excited about this. This is a story from L.A. Magazine. Uh, they got a list of vanity license plates that were rejected and accepted from California's Department of Motor Vehicles. Hmm. Each one of them have the applicant's reasoning of why they're trying to get the plate and then the DMV's comments and their verdict of whether or not the person got the plate. Wow. Very exciting. So here here we go. Here we go. First off, we've got somebody that went with S8... T-A-N. S-A-T-A-N. Oh, Satan. Satan. Yeah. So the applicant's explanation was Saint Anne is a very important historical figure and someone who I model my life after. Hmm. You idiot. The DMV's (laughs) comments were simply Satan. (laughs) The verdict (laughs) was yes. So Satan got their license plate. Wait, what? So there you go. Our next one, Anima with an A. So A-E-N-I-M-A, right? Which the applicant's explanation was the rock band Tool's second album from 1996. Yes, yes. DMV's, DMV's comments was... Custom meaning is true, but sounds like enema. Verdict, no. It does oh. sound like enema. Wait, what? It's, Why couldn't they have it? <laughs> I, to, it sounded to the DMV too much like enema. Too much. Well, okay. That's unfortunate. Here's here's where we get into the good ones. Here's the real good ones. Do you uh, use an what? enema? Uh, I have never used an enema, no. Nope. No. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> nope. Next one. The license plate DCKXTSN. Think about it. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> DCKXTSN. Yes. The applicant's explanation was I'm the extension of my dad. My father's name. Oh, that's is that's Dick. actually that's After- that's pretty good. After I was named, uh, and I was named after him. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> Why didn't he just use Junior? Why did he have to do XT? Well, well here you go. DMV's comments. Extension. Period. Customer's name is Brant. Verdict? No. <laughs> Brant. <laughs> oh, you tried to pull a slick one, Brant. Tried to pull a slick Close, one. Close, but no cigar. Okay, here's the next one. Um, license plate G S uh, G A S P A S R. G A S P A S R. Yes. Gas so- taser. P-A-S-R. So the applicant's explanation. So the oh, a- P. I thought you said T, yeah. dude. Yes, Gas P. Passer. That's a good one. That's a good so one. So the, the applicant's explanation was, I'm a nurse anesthetist. Hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good, right? Mm. DMV's comments, gas passer. She, ga- she passes gas, in parentheses. F***s. Verdict, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Now, this one, this one was just harsh right here. Uh, So, the license plate, T-U-N-A-F-S-H, tuna fish. Yeah, tuna fish. Mm -hmm. Applicant's explanation, I'm a professional fisherman. I fish for tuna all over the world. DMV's comments, I googled him. He is, and he does. Verdict. <laughs> no. What? Oh, Day. What? He. You googled him. He's a professional fisher, and you didn't. Do I googled it? him. He is. <laughs> now this is my absolute favorite. Uh, license plate O N W two B Y B. Think about it. O N W two B Y B on the way to yes yeah. yes uh, yeah. and so be your B so the applicant's explanation <laughs> on my way to <laughs> your <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> the DMV's comments what he said <laughs> verdict what he said no no. Oh, you got to give it to him. At least he was honest. Yeah, at least least he he did not pass, though. He did not pass. Guys, some of my favorites. So we've got Satan going around there. Everyone else is not. Everyone else failed their pass. But keep a lookout in California for S-A-T-A-N. Word. All right, guys, we're going to... Oh, dude, that was good. That was Saint good. St. Anne, dude. St. Anne. Guys, we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from our guest of honor, Mr. Tim Baker. This is Dance off of his new album, Forever Overhead, right here on the Doc G Show. Who? Here's to the other side Lifted high You can get to the riverside To see the valley rise Sorrow or joy 
Which do you like? If that's the choice, why can't you decide? Is there nothing left? Only rusted flags, a chain link fence pressing into your hands. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Justin, 
check out the podcast check it out boys it's free it's free to listen to it's good listen to us five again five stars my demands have been working by the way we're up to like i don't know 25 five stars nope so guys guys keep i like to hear keep on five starring it and don't don't do it lower than that because you'll make me cry as i've stated before i can't ruin the average he's sensitive i can't handle insults at all dave what else Hmm. oh yeah guys you know another way to get to it check out the website yeah www.thedocgshow.com yeah and we'll be updating the schedule soon so you'll see our many shows from bands like reckless kelly bands like common kings bands like fortunate youth Bands like the Sheepdogs, they're all coming, Keep guys. Coming. They're all yes. coming. They're way more famous than our show, and they're coming on our show. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Guys, are you ready? Shout outs. Where are we go going? for a little trip. We are. We're going first to none other. We had a lot of lessons from these guys this week. Savannah, Georgia, shout out. Shout out. Oh, shout out to Savannah. Yes, River Savannah Unana. River Street Suite, special shout out to them. Their pralines oh, are like yes. gold. Shout out. Gold. Oh, yeah. Anyways, mm. love them. Mm. I'm going to make that a post on Instagram and no one's going to care. That's going to happen. <laughs> Next, we're going to Charlottesville, Virginia. Shout out. Oh, okay. The Wahoos making it to the final four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those Cavaliers in there. Up in there. What? Uh, Guys, we're going across the pond. London, United Kingdom. Shout out. Shout out. Nice, nice. Hello. Yes. Hello, puppet. Yes. And Bob Waiton in general. Hey, Bob. Way to go on being 111. Yes! Congrats. Yes. Uh, now we're coming back. Baltimore, Maryland. Shout out. Shout out. Yes. Hey, Baltimore. Yes. See you. Yes. Bristol, Tennessee. Shout out to the Rocky Mountains. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Yes. yes, indeed. Shout out to Plymouth, Michigan. Shout out. Hmm. Okay. Rock. Mm, no. Different rock. Yeah. Different Plymouth. Yeah. No. Different Plymouth. This one, I guess, would be Plymouth Cars. I don't know. They have any connection uh, yeah. to Plymouth cars? Mm. I mean, I know Plymouth Dude, aren't being. There we go. We're gonna follow up. Following on that. up. Yeah. God. Yes. I, Michigan, Plymouth. I, yes. the cars. I turn over stones. That's what I do. I find out things. There's somebody right now from Plymouth being like, "Yes, moron. That's what we're known yes, for, you, you idiot." idiot. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen shout City. Out. Yes. And lastly, ju- Dave, this may be you. I don't know. Shout out to Princeton Junction, New Jersey. Oh, that was me, boys. Yes, yes. There were a couple couple listens from Princeton Junction, New Jersey. Yes, indeed. You're welcome. Yes, indeed. Guys, are you ready? Next birthday suit. Come on. Hit it. Here we go. Born April 3rd, 1958. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer from Amityville, New York. That's right. Amityville Horror House. That's right. He is the oldest of four brothers and two sisters. Yeah, yeah. So big family, six six siblings. Uh, his family are the descendants, this is pretty impressive, of John Howland from the Mayflower. They can trace it all wow, the way back. that's cool. 14th generation born in America. Crazy. America! Crazy. 
Our birthday suit wearer went to George Washington University, but transferred in his last year uh, to New York University Tisch School of the Arts. Yeah. He completed with a bachelor's in fine arts. He started acting on TV in a soap opera titled The Doctors. Hmm. Then he played in small roles, working his way up to larger roles in the movies. Beetlejuice, Working Girl, The Hunt for Red October. And then he started playing larger roles in Pearl Harbor, Aviator, The Departed, and It's Complicated. That's right. He holds the record for hosting Saturday Night Live. Hosting the show 17 times. Wait, what? He also is well known right now for impersonating Donald Trump on the show. Name that birthday suit wearer. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is correct. Yes, indeed. Yes, turn it. He was wait. He was in Beetlejuice. He was. Yeah, that was the thing that stopped. I was trying to figure out who it was. Yeah, he was man. Very small role. Very small role. I love. What did he do? Which? What was he? What was he in? That? I'm not sure, man. Remember? I'm not sure. I know his role. True. I know True. his role in The Departed because it's one of my favorite roles of his. I love his role in The Departed. That's a fact. Uh, I love that whole movie. Fantastic movie. You go, Martin Scorsese. Yes! But uh, nonetheless, 61. He's the guy with the glasses. Oh, dude. He, yeah, he's the uh, the husband of the of the that lady. There right? you go. Yeah. There you go. Good call. Dude, damn, Good man. call. Damn. 61. 61. Yes! Good. Dude, happy birthday. Yeah. Aging like a fine wine. He is. He is. And there's a lot of Baldwin brothers. I gotta say, I gotta say, it's complicated. Not a not a very highly ranked movie, and it's a you know sort of a weird romantic comedy. This is life sort of deal. I like it. Uh I like it. I'll say it. It was good. It was enjoyable. Meryl Streep. Who else was uh, Steve Martin? Anyways, we've derailed. Nonetheless, happy birthday, Alec Baldwin, and. Guys, it's time. We're going to bring out Tim Baker. He's coming on the show. That's right. Uh Uh-oh. That's right. Get ready, peeps. That's right. Hold on. We will be right back with none other than Tim Baker. Hey, what's up? This is Rock Montana. This is Mucho Yellow. And it's Rock and Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? Welcome back. We are ex- super excited and super lucky to have Mr. Tim Baker, lead singer of Hey Rosetta, and currently promoting his new solo album, Forever Overhead, yes! coming out April 19th, 2019. Tim, how's it going? That's going good. How are you doing, Ben? Oh, man, I can't complain. I'm, I've been I've been very excited about getting to interview you, uh, yes! talking about this new album. Um, but I oh, want lovely. I want to go back a little bit first. Uh, so you grew up in St. John's, Newfoundland. Uh, that's that's out there and up there, that's man. A fact. That's uh, that's a good ways away from our listener base here. Uh, do you think any of your musical stylings, uh, you know, comes from that growing up in St. John's? Do you see inspiration in your music from where you grew up? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I used to get asked that quite a bit with Hey Rosetta, because it was unusual for there to be a band 
uh, uh, you know, that that sort of made something of themselves from Newfoundland that weren't uh, like Celtic based. It's yeah. a very very Irish uh, Irish place uh, out there in the Atlantic, and uh, and yeah, and most of the bands that were famous from there uh, were uh, were sort of jigs and reels and, yeah. uh, and old uh, folk tunes. Uh, and we were not, we were not there, um, <laughs> and so people were uh, people were often interested in the connection, you know, between our geography and, and our culture and yeah. the music we made. I mean, we were you know products of we were all born in the eighties, yeah. And uh, you know, I grew up listening to to seventies uh, you know records, mm-hmm. and then and then of course uh, when I sort of came online, not the real online, just like <laughs> when, I, when I when I opened my eyes, yeah. in my teenage years. To music and discovered it myself. Uh, you know, it was it was, it was like what everyone else was listening to around that time. Growing, yeah, yeah. Uh, Soundgarden, uh, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and so it was. You know, I, I don't think there's much uh, really of a Celtic no. uh, connection. But 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 growing up in Newfoundland, like because there is so much folk music, there's just a this uh, incredible appreciation for music and the power of music to bring people together. Yeah, and. Newfoundland uh, has often, you know, it's it's a kind of a hard place to live. It's 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 not very lush. You can't grow much food there. Nope. It's all based on the fishery. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so there's a lot of there's lots of um, hard times, lots yeah. of hard, lean, mean times in the history of Newfoundland. Uh, terrible weather for the most part, <laughs> and uh, and so people. Um, you know, people did a lot of playing music. Uh, you know, hunkered indoors, yeah. playing music, and and that's how you get get a release and get a release and and build build culture. So, music is an incredibly important part of of the Newfoundland culture, and uh, definitely that was instilled in me and the rest of the band growing up. I mean, we you know, you'd sing songs around the sing songs around the kitchen yeah. table, and and uh, and you know, we had our own songs in school. You know that we sang. It wasn't uh, wasn't like the rest of Canada. We you know we sang Newfoundland songs. And yeah. That. And uh, and so it was it was definitely a big part. Everybody, I mean, you walk around Newfoundland, everyone can play guitar, everyone can sing your song. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to get back to the you, you mentioned the the '70s inspiration. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to that in a little bit. But yeah. uh, you also mentioned. Uh, about it being inspiration in your family uh, and in Newfoundland in general, and I heard in an interview your dad started you in piano lessons real, real young. Um, hmm. Was was it one of those sort of love at first sight uh, things when you first started playing the piano, or I guess love at first sound? Did you just want to do that <laughs> for the rest of your life, or was it one of those things that it had to grow on you and build? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, um, I think I, uh, I mean, I was so young when I started, I don't really remember what it felt like. It felt like, I think, just an extension of, of my experience at the time. You know, when you're, I started piano lessons when I was three or four. Yeah. So it was just like everything else, you know, this is a new thing that you do, I guess. This is a way you move through the world and affect the world around you. And, yeah. And, uh, and it's everything, everything, like even just speaking English is, is weird and hard at that point in time. So yeah, um, yeah. So I, it was just another way to yeah reach into the world and and uh, and. Uh, but I did I did t- take a shining to it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean I I, uh, I loved it and I loved even from an early age just like making up making up my own arrangements of things and uh, and uh, and 
uh, I guess I showed some sort of, uh, you know, acumen or talent towards this, um, and, yeah. uh, and was, was shuffled along from teacher to teacher and right. ended up doing uh, quite a bit of classical playing and, uh, and, uh, ended up, yeah, sort of getting into jazz and pop and in high school. It's a pretty similar story to a lot of musicians, I imagine. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, I actually was going to study jazz, jazz composition and, and, and performance in, in university. Well, I was, uh, I was going to ask that. But I drilled tendonitis and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I was going to ask that. Do you ever, does that ever come back up in, you know, in the back of your mind? Like maybe I should should go back and try it. I could really dominate some piano. Sweet. Like or or is it just well, sort of <laughs> too too much of the career in the way to to go back uh, at a point right now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I unfortunately wouldn't have the time. I I daydream a lot about going back to school for many <laughs> different things. I have I have a degree in sociology and creative yeah. writing and I and I enjoyed school a lot. And I um, and I know uh, so uh, you know when Hey Rosetta was sort of closing up shop there last year. Yeah, that was definitely one thing that I, I it, one avenue that felt open to me. Yeah, um, you know maybe I could go back and and uh, mm. but but I, I think it, it's pretty inevitable. That my my path into more music yeah. was not something I could really stop. Yeah, well you you mentioned as far as Hey Rosetta. Uh, yeah, it started in 2005, and I've seen it actually in several articles that it, when it when it talks about the creation, uh, it talks about how you uh, got back uh, from from a trip of sorts with a, a lot of poems uh, going around the the country there. Uh, yeah, can you explain more about the the trip that you went on before you started? Uh, hey Rosetta, was this like you know uh, a finding yourself trip or? Hmm. I guess so. It was a long time ago. I finished my uh, degree there in Montreal. I went to University of Montreal. Yeah. And uh, and uh, me and my girlfriend at the time got uh, we're, we're both from Newfoundland. Went went home and sort of. I mean, I think it was definitely her idea. She's she's much, she was much cooler than me then. She's much cooler than me now. And she said, <laughs> like, "Let's what? you know, let's let's borrow your dad's car and drive to Los Angeles." You know, from Newfoundland, which is insane. That's uh, yeah. Jeez. You know, it takes it takes like it would take us probably like fifty five hours to get to New York. From yeah. Newfoundland, you know, it's like it's yeah yeah. I mean yeah. That's, Ohio is like maybe halfway there. That's got to be so, like what uh, eight thousand miles, something like hmm. that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it is to be honest with you. It's definitely up there. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we the car, uh, yeah, took a licking <laughs> on that one. We lost the AC like three times. Um, it was in the summer, but anyway, we, it was uh, it was a, it was amazing, an amazing trip. Yeah, uh, and uh, and we, we sort of it was yeah after university. What are we going to do now? And let's let's do that. And, yeah. and uh, so we went out, and, and I'd been writing all through university, and without really an outlet, without really a band or anything, and. Uh, now, did yeah, you come got, back inspired to do the band? Was that sort of, or was that already, you know, in your mind before you left for the trip? Hmm. Um, it was. I guess it was probably in my mind because I never really stopped writing all through school, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, but I never, you know, it's Newfoundland because it is so far removed from the rest of Canada and from the U.S. and from any sort of. You know, music industry or yeah, like there's never like I never had a thought that I could do it as a career. Really, 
Yeah. Like, I never knew of anybody else that really could do it as a career. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just the market there is very small and access to the other markets is very expensive and very far away. And so you have all, the, and it's, in a way, it's, it makes a really beautiful music scene because, like, hmm. everybody's just making music because they kind of have to. <laughs> they need like they want to. Yeah. And if nobody's like, nobody's working on their image or working on their stage moves or like, you know, crafting their PR policy or, you know, like there's no image. Uh, it's very much just music based and like, yeah. there's no one there to discover you and right. make you a star. <laughs> so it's like not even in your mind. So, I mean, I didn't come back being like, I'm going to make a band and that's how I'm going to make a living. But I definitely, you know, played in bands in high school and everything. And yeah. I really missed it when I was in college. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and yeah. And so I, and I had all these songs. So I, 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 I started just playing solo well, around town and eventually, yeah. Well, since, since you, you've gone back into the, the solo, uh, arena, uh, I've seen you seen you talk about this a couple times about how you know it's it's exciting and it's a bit daunting in the same uh, vein because you don't have sort of the influence of the other members of the band. Um, how would you uh, how would you say they affected the music that you made? I mean, obviously it it was in some sort of. Uh, uh, positive light but i mean sort of bottom line how would you say your your new music differs from that that you created with hey rosetta hmm yeah that's that's kind of the question i mean that question sort of hung over the whole process really yeah. for me i mean um yeah how, how like that was the question the whole time i had all these songs that didn't fit on anything you know any here set of releases yeah and uh and that i always had dreamt of sort of that, that i thought sort of deserved to be out in the world and uh but that wasn't really enough of a of a of a of a of like a voice or a mission statement or what have you yeah in terms of like what the new sound is going to be um so uh it was a, it took a lot yeah it was a lot a lot of soul searching i mean what the band brought is, is hard to say because that's almost like a baseline for me at this point yeah for for any kind of music that i make i mean the, the music that i made before the band was, was, was like to me, feels very much like sort of teenage bedroom poetry, and, and yeah. very. I mean, because it, it was also because it was like 15 years ago. It feels very much like an artifact. Of, yeah. Um, you know that like the yawing of the 90s uh, frontman. Right. So right. I, uh, you know, I have trouble sort of <laughs> seeing it as legitimate, but I'm. But it was. I mean, I had stuff to say. I was very into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Arizona completely shaped, you know, who I am as a musician. We went through this whole journey together. We, you know, when we started, we were just a band. Like I said, that just felt like I just, I just wanted to make this music. Just I wrote this stuff and I wanted to say it. And we just we played it, and it was always a surprise how 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 successful we got, and how how many people really seemed to connect with it, and, and yeah. wrote it. And so and so we, we yeah we just wrote it, but like we didn't know anything about music production when we started, or anything about like capturing sound, yeah. or like that even sound mattered, you know? <laughs> and like sound matters a lot. Yeah, like the sound of your instruments is very important. And so you know, I learned all of that through him, Rosetta. So it's pretty hard for me to tease apart, like yeah, what 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 would have been there without them, you know, more, more uh, nothing, of a continuum. Really. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was uh, speaking of musical influences. I uh, 
I was watching an old clip of uh, CBC the other day where you and Josh from Hey Rosetta were playing their their uh, uh, game Jam or No Jam. Uh, I don't know. If you oh rem- yeah. I don't know if you remember doing this, uh, but you guys were. I just- do, and my friend, my friend Tom is a host there, and that's that's like his game. He's been uh, doing that for years. Jam or not a jam. Yeah. And so yeah, they play a clip of of a tune, and and the question is, is this a jam or yeah. is this not a jam? Jam being a good song. Yeah. Not a jam being a bad song. And and I was yeah, I, fun. I was yeah. flabbergasted when Josh they played the Eagles straight off the bat. Take it easy, mm-hmm. and Josh says no jam, and I was like, "What? What for the Eagles?" Girl, Luckily, yeah, you were a man of senses, and you said I'd turn that <laughs> song up. I'd turn that song up, and I said, "Thank goodness." Oh yeah, you got to turn that up. I said, "Thank goodness." Now I noticed though in that uh, segment too, Bob Seger "Night Moves" came on, and there was an absolute consensus that this was a jam. Uh, would you say Bob Seger huge huge influence on your your solo work because you both were very you know sort of ecstatic when when uh, when uh, Night Moves came on. Hmm. I mean, Night Moves is is an undeniable jam. In yeah. My I mean, yeah. Uh, and it definitely you know there's it's funny when you try to think about influence. Some things connect with you more than others. Like you know Bob Seger, I never listened to records of Bob Seger's really. Yeah. But like that tune, you know, and against the wind, yeah. you know, it's like even that like the, whatever that Hollywood Nights song, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that song rules. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, even like a rock. I mean, Chevy kind of. Yeah. You know, they it, took it. They made it a little cliche. It yeah. It. yeah. But uh, but I mean, and it is. It does seem that he does write a lot about like being young and strong and how he's not anymore. But um, <laughs> but Bob Seger kind of kind of rules. Yeah, you know, uh, and uh, and not a huge influence, but like, but definitely, yeah, something I would turn up. Yeah. And uh, it has, it, you know, there's it's a it's a I don't know some sort of slurry of influences that really you know everything you've been hearing and connected with since you were a kid so well um, your your consensus your your consensus on on bob seeger uh ruling would make my brother very excited make him very happy he's a a big bob seeger (laughs) singles fan all of those songs you mentioned of course they're they're up there for him same for me same for me really i mean it's just good music you know i i love music i love music from that time and uh simple music that you just put on um and you don't have to it doesn't like it doesn't really uh what impact or color the mood of the moment yeah it's just kind of easy to listen to and it makes you feel kind of good yeah uh it doesn't ask a lot of you um i like that i like that stuff yeah yeah well now uh hey rosetta took uh an indefinite hiatus in 2017 uh as as you mentioned before uh and and i think you sort of you sort of mentioned this when you were talking about the idea of you know going back to school you know and these other things was how how immediate was that decision after the band took that hiatus were you like okay i should go the the solo musician route now uh did that take a while to sort of you know work out or was it pretty fast hmm. i think it was pretty fast i mean i think i you know i i wasn't really ready to stop making music because uh, you know i mean w- when you're in a band you're sort of on the in the cycle uh, as you i'm sure know yeah. like you you know you're touring and then you write and you record and then you 
And so I, I, I had, you know, I had like 15 or 20 songs written for the next here was at a record yeah um but i was having a hard time getting you know finding my way to it and uh and uh in the meantime two of the two of the guys that i started the band with the other two guys that i started the band with um sort of couldn't see their way to staying in it yeah basically they just said i can't do this anymore and, and nobody was really surprised you know you're the band for 12 years yeah yeah you still have no money you know, you're on the road all the time. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's a dream, but at some point you got to wake up. <laughs> so, you know, that, you know, when you have a spouse and you have responsibilities, it's like it's not really that surprising. Yeah. And I think most of us in the band are, are happy. You know, I, I mean, I'm about to do the exact same thing, sort of. But, but I think everyone else is quite happy. Yeah. With, with sort of being more static and, you know, um, eating and sleeping and all, that, <laughs> all the normal things. Uh, so. Um, so, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I was like, well, I got all these songs and I feel really strongly about them and, and, uh, I, you know, it doesn't seem like a stretch for me to just keep, keep going under my own name or maybe some other name or whatever. And so, um, yeah, it was pretty, it was a pretty quick decision that, I, but I did, I did sort of allow myself to dream when you, when you're touring with a band, uh, you spend a lot of time just in the backseat of the van watching the road go by and yeah. you dream about how you're wasting all of your uh, potential yeah. sitting in a van and how <laughs> you could be doing this or doing that. So, you know, there's, yeah, all of those dreams come flooding in. Like, oh, yeah. I could do something else. But, uh, but yeah, no, you, you stuck with, yeah, stuck with music, <laughs> stuck with music. Well, yeah. Exactly that, man. So you had uh, these songs that you sort of uh, worked through in the fall of 2017, uh, and then you you took these songs on the road uh, with a tour you worked out with with Side Door. Mm. Uh, now I I just actually heard about this when I was uh, looking through uh, this this information uh, of what Dan has working at Side Door. It seems really cool. Uh, tell me about the whole process of those side door sessions and those gigs that you got together over that time period. Yeah, that was a very cool, cool time. I, I, I was out west uh, and uh, hanging out with with Dan, and he uh, out in, out in DC, and he 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 mentioned this this project he's working on, and he's like, you should you should do some. Uh, it's this thing called Side Door, and we're basically like creating. Uh, trying to basically be a network of, of, uh, alternative venues. Uh, and, and, and it's actually like kind of a tech startup thing. Like, like they have a whole, uh, app and everything. And yeah. like, uh, it's a bit like the Airbnb of house shows. Kind yeah. Of. So it's alternative venues, houses and, and bookstores and churches and, and, uh, record stores and any, any space, museum, art gallery space. Um, and, uh, and the, you sign up as an artist and they sign up as a venue and you hopefully match and you say, Hey, let's do a thing. And then it's really about, about creating opportunities for musicians and creating opportunities for like building community within, 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 you know, cities and, mm. and towns and bringing people together in a venue that isn't a bar, but it's, it's, it's actually an amazing, yeah. an amazing thing. Like I, I did them and I had maybe done one or two house shows before, uh, in my life and never solo and it was, it was kind of scary for me I mean yes! you know uh, 
just without that fourth wall or the any of the lights or any of the yeah, rest of the rest of the band or any yeah. like effects or anything. You just stand there and and uh, and do it. Well, just do that. Just play the song naked there uh, in someone's living room. Um, uh, but it was it was great. It was it was amazing. It was like part of it was sort of conquering that fear. Another part of it was kind of road testing all these songs that I that I had and wasn't sure about. And, um, and uh, yeah, another part was just having a great time going around like um, being hosted by wonderful people and meeting all sorts of cool strangers and. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. It, when I saw that, I was like, man, should I get together with Side Door and do live shows of my radio show? Hmm. Can I? Because I saw one you did at a curling tournament. Did you perform at a curling tournament? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> that, was, that was in the middle of that tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's actually a huge curling tournament. It's, a, it's big. Well, it's big in Canada anyway. Yeah, curling's a big deal up here. Yeah, uh, and so uh, and so yeah, it's called the Briar. It's like a big big deal. My buddy was doing. Yeah, he was doing the production for it. He's Man, like, you gotta come by. Come by for the like lunchtime. All the curlers are gonna be in, and you play them a few songs. It was it was fun. I was in Regina, Saskatchewan. Man, I was like, I I I, I should have. Uh, I was like, I could I could do my show at the curling tournament, and they just hated the show. Then I could be like, you know what? I'll just announce the curling. Just wait, and I'll just I'll just tell you what's going on in the tournament. That's a fact. But Saskatchewan, <laughs> actually, we had. Uh, we had uh, the Dead South from Saskatchewan on the show. Those oh, are yeah. some great guys there. Um, but uh, from these side uh, door performances uh, and and all your experience as far as going over Canada, I feel like you've amassed a pretty good knowledge of, of where to eat in Canada, like the best places hmm. to eat. I, I always ask my guests, wherever they're from, the best places to eat. I guess, I guess I'm compiling like the best places to eat around the world from all my guests. But if I were to ask you the best place to eat in Newfoundland and Canada as a whole, Wait, what? and if, if you've got a killer place in Newfoundland that exceeds all other places in Canada, that's fine. But wh where would you say the best place to eat in Canada is? The whole country that you've had and then Jesus. in Newfoundland. Hmm. That's a big ask. I mean, there's you know, there's a lot of different. Well, you don't. Okay, uh, you of, don't have to say that it's the definitively best place, but right that comes to your mind when I say that, and you're like, oh, that's what I could go for right now. Well, certainly. I mean, in Newfoundland, there's been a whole like renaissance, and I guess all throughout America, you know, there's been a renaissance uh, of like of uh, food of local like fine. Food, you know yeah uh and and uh, and newfoundland as i said you know we don't grow a lot of food we never really you know most of this food gets shipped in from california and from ontario and uh and you know very low full food security and it was always a sort of just you eat your codfish and your potatoes and, <laughs> and it's delicious i mean it's it's sort of it's 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 evolved over the years to become very delicious and salty and wonderful. Sweet. But uh, but it's not like it's not very complex. And yeah. and, and there's but there's, there's been many uh, great restaurateurs and, and 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 cooks and chefs and everything down there, sort of like celebrating what we do have and and making it infusing it with with uh, with new techniques and using all local you know foraged and hunted uh, meats yeah. and foods and everything and and uh, so there's a whole renaissance going down there 
And there's a couple restaurants down there. Um, there's one called Raymond's, which is, I mean, absolutely savage. It's like, here's a whatever Michelin star uh, restaurant. Very expensive. Yeah. Very incredibly good. I mean, yeah. if, you got, um, if you're ever there, it's 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 an unbelievable, like, world. Like, like it, I think it has been rated the best can- restaurant in Canada. Oh, wow. So, uh, so that's a good one. Also, there's a great one called Mallard Cottage, which is not quite as uh, sort of... Uh, like high, highfalutin sort of. Yeah, uh, it's a little more meat and potatoes, uh, but it's it's absolutely gorgeous, and they sort of exalt the uh, local traditional fare as well. And uh, in a, in a like a beautiful two hundred year old cottage right down by the ocean. Wow, nice. Uh, so that's a very cool. That's a very cool place too. Okay. I mean, as for the rest of Canada, it's I'm trying to say it's like. It's a very, very big country. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. And, uh, and, a lot of, and I'm not a great food guy because I, I have a lot of food restrictions and I and uh, and uh, drives my girlfriend crazy. I, I kind of just like eating, uh, you know, Singapore noodles from a little <laughs> Chinese place in most towns. Well, you've you've so, already uh, exceeded, though, with those two, with Raymond's and, and Mallard Cottage, you exceeded most. I get a lot of people, I don't know, it's amazing to me, I guess I, I guess because I'm getting entertainers on that, uh, that don't really focus too much on their food, but a lot of people that I bring on, I'm like, where's the best place? And they're like... Yeah, I don't have any. Word. I'm just like what? Nothing. They're yeah. like, nah. I didn't really think of anything. So I've got two. This is this is good. I can yeah. really go off of Raymond's and Mallard. College. And they're most solid. I mean, put them on the list. Okay. Worldwide. Uh, okay. Worldwide list I'm sure. put. I'm putting them up there on on Canada's list. It's going on the board. But uh, back now that I got my eating question out of the way, uh, a couple more questions about the uh, new album. Uh, you just did a recording for the CBC. Of the new songs, I think that was last week. Um, how, yes, yeah, yeah. how how did that go? Hmm. It was good. It was good. It went really well, actually. We we. I mean, it's new, but you know, I got a whole new band and everything. So we were yeah. sort of uh, woodshedding it for uh, for like four days straight before. Yeah. Uh, so it would. Lit- it, it's a, it's a show called First Play Live on uh-huh. CBC, and mm-hmm. it's 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 not usually literally the first play live, but this actually was. For, yeah. <laughs> Uh, first gig, you know, why not do it in front of the national television uh, cameras? What? No pressure. But, uh, yeah. but we, yeah, no pressure <laughs> at all. So it was a bit, we were a bit nervy, but honestly, uh, you know, I got real wonderful pros and uh, just like sweet people surrounding me, and we uh, we pulled it off like face. Yeah, and the crowd loved it. And it was lovely. Very nice. Very nice. Well, so about the new album, you know, I, I'm obviously I'm a big fan of music in general, and when I first listened to some songs. Uh, they, they have to grow on me. You know, the first time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, it's all right. And then, you know, you hear it a mm-hmm. couple more times, and you're like, ah, oh, this song's great. Uh, did you have any songs on Forever uh, Forever Overhead uh, that did that to you, that, you know, you first wrote it, and you're like, maybe I shouldn't include it on the album. And then now, you know, you're like, yeah, this is this is one of the my favorites on the album now. Hmm. Uh, I wonder. I mean, it, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I feel like... I mean, I obviously know what you mean, that there's growers and there's instant ones. Yeah. But when when you write it, it's like, I feel like they're all kind of, because they come out of they're, you. They're all like, sentimental. They're yeah. all, like, they already make sense. They're already, they've already sort of grown on you or they're already yeah. like instantly make sense because like they're yours. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely tunes. Um, I mean, there's always tunes that you didn't, that you didn't sort of, that, that come out of blue and you didn't expect. Like the song Pools. Mm-hmm. Um is a song that like I wrote it and it's it's like 
maybe like a little simple for most of like I, I not that I write incredibly complex like <laughs> you know polyrhythmic uh, you know PhD uh, C- yeah. music or anything. but but uh, but uh, but it's a little like it's a little uh, sort of uh, cowboy chordy and just a little like uh, straight ahead yeah uh, from my from my work with Arizona but but I I I sort of like as we, as we talk about I like Bob Seger I respect that kind of music and yeah. I really get into it and so. I was like, you know what? Maybe this can, maybe this can go on. You know, maybe this can go on the record. I certainly really felt what the song was about very deeply. Yeah, like, you know, the song, the song about meeting up with an ex, you know, and feeling like things were exactly the same as they were before. And like, yeah, maybe you could start again. You know, I think the feeling a lot of people have. And uh, and uh, so I was definitely singing it right from my boots, and yeah. uh, it felt good. So. Uh, so that ended up on there. I didn't really expect that one to be on there. I guess. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check out. I I got the uh, I got the album pre order, uh, and I haven't I haven't actually listened to Pools. So I'm gonna listen to that after we okay. uh, we finish up. Right on. Um, but uh, so you've got your tour starting out, and it's actually starting uh, right around the same time the album is released there. You start in Canada, you work your way down in the Northeast U.S. You actually make it all the way down to uh, Vienna, Virginia, uh, May 14th, which uh, listeners in the Southeast here, that's your chance to see him, uh, which all these shows lead up to uh, the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Um, how do you think these shows... Uh, well, I mean, obvious. Besides, besides, I guess the obvious uh, uh, differences. How do you think they're going to differ from the side door sessions? Hmm. Oh uh, well. Um, yeah, I mean, the obvious difference, of course, is that they're in venues. Yeah. Uh, um, with uh, like uh, with lights and sound and everything, and and, uh, and more defined roles. I guess yeah. <laughs> that's the thing with the side door thing. Is like. Like there's not even really a social script for them yet. You're like in a person's home. Like where do I stand? <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah. So th- there'll be regular shows. The um, most of the Canadian shows are uh, well, all of the Canadian shows and some of the American shows will be with the full sort of five piece band. Yeah. So that'll be quite a bit different. We're sort of trying to really uh, do the record as it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, and, but then some of them will just be me, yeah, which will be a bit of a transition for me, yeah, uh, to go from band to solo. Um, so when they differ from the side door sessions, well, the so- like none of the songs that are on the side door sessions on YouTube or whatever, um, well, two of them actually, but m- m- the majority of what I played on that tour, a lot of the songs di- didn't make the record or, yeah. or um, because, and then some of the ones on, on the, on the, online, there are three of them. Um, I sort of let that be their way into the world and yeah. decided to go with some other songs for the record. So, But I might play some of those, uh, considering, you know, I'll, I'll be solo Yeah, um, for a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Well, Tim, we're up against a break, but I definitely want to thank you for being on the show, and, and good luck on the tour, and uh, yeah, we definitely appreciate it, man. Yes! Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks very much. Yeah. Well, listeners, go pre-order your copy of Forever Overhead at timbaker.net. If you're in Canada or just want to take a road trip, make sure you check out his upcoming shows there on the website as well. You can follow him on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at HeyTimBaker. Let's take a listen to All Hands Off of Forever Overhead right here on the Doc G Show.
street at night in my troubled mind I go back to those summer times A boy in bed, all the windows wide You can hear the hot rods running from the light From the light into the dark That's all I wanted in my cousin's car See with 
We are back here on the Doc G uh, show. That was all hands off. That's right. Good jam right there by none other than Tim Baker. Thanks for Tim being on the show. Big thanks to Tim. Shout out to Tim. Shout outs, baby. Exactly. He could have just been like, no, I'm too good for the Doc G show. But he came on and we appreciate it. That's right. He stooped to the level of the Doc G show. Thank you, Tim. (laughs) Thank you, boy. Um, so guys, I checked it out while we were listening to that, uh, while we were listening to that great song. I was pretty close. When I told Tim that had to be around 8,000 miles, I was like, and he was going back and forth, and I was like, I know that's got to be around 8,000. Then I got a little bit concerned because I was like, you know what? It may actually be less. It may be way more than that round trip. Hmm. But I checked it out, 8,872 miles. Dang. That that is a lot. Give you a little little clap. Yes. Yes. That is a, you got to say, that's a long trip though Dude, that, that is <laughs> but that was an impressive guess of you though Thank you. but also that's not as long as mr el jefe may no <laughs> Travel no. Is, like, what was his end up total el jefe may was over ten thousand miles total wow. over ten thousand yeah i mean he traveled this great land and he went into canada too now he didn't get that's anywhere right. close he didn't get anywhere close to uh newfoundland but he went into canada that's for sure all right, nonetheless, guys, are you ready? Last birthday suit. Oh, dude, I think we got this. Come on, come on. Dave, it's in your wheelhouse, so you know oh. what that means. Yeah, sports. Esportes. Yes. Here we go. Born on April 3rd, 1995 in Davidson, North Carolina. Yes. Our birthday suit wearer was a fan of football. He started playing at a young age and played at Davidson Day School. By the end of his high school career, he was named Parade All-American Player of the Year and Mr. Football USA. Hmm. He was offered scholarships from Auburn, Florida, North Carolina, and Wake Forest. He decided to play for Florida. He was redshirted his freshman year. During that red shirt, he tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs oh, wait, and had think... to, yeah, hmm? Hmm. and it... had to sit out for a year. Our birthday suit wearer transferred to West Virginia. I, it's Will Greer. Oh, uh, Will Greer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will Greer is correct. Nice. Yes, oh. indeed. I thought yes. it was. Yeah, I was gonna guess that at first. I, I thought he. I didn't know it was his red shirt year that he. he Positive. Well, going into his next year, yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 True, yes. true. Uh, Turned out to be a heck of a quarterback at West Virginia. Yes. Jags may take him. He will be going to the NFL draft as one of the top quarterback prospects. So, maybe. Maybe. Top of the may- second round, fingers crossed. Hmm. I mean, I know we're not a football show, gentlemen, but uh, Dave, how do you feel about Nick Foles? Are you, dude, are you okay I'm, with that? I've got that big Nick energy. Nice. Dude, right? Nice. Big Nick energy, dude. Yes! I like it. it. I like it. I hope he brings playoff Nick to the Jags. Yes! Oh, I hope oh, he brings playoff from, Nick. From your That'd voice be awesome. to God's ears. Let's yeah. See. The football gods. I mean, all, all the defense just has to just has to play like two years ago. That's a fact. And I think he's got it. 
That's all that's yeah. got to happen. And a they couple get, of pieces around Nick, and we'll uh, we'll we'll be fine. So Fournette uh, staying healthy. Fournette yes, uh, hiding sure. in Wyoming, right? Wy- yeah. Wyoming. Yeah, I think yeah. he's in Wyoming training. Yeah, I he's mean, hanging who, out with the. The, you, don't, the, you don't hear about people getting in trouble in Wyoming. Nope. He's playing. He's 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 training on the the Tetons. Yes. He's training on the Tetons, yes. like El Jefe May and yes. like Tetons. Rocky. Yeah, Grand Tetons, Justin. Yes. Grand Tetons. Oh yeah, yes. the T E T O Ns. Yeah. Yeah, I just like saying it. Tetons. Yes. yes. That's by the. I, we brought it up. That's where Rocky Four was filmed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where huh. the montage is. So right now, oh, yeah, he's I do carrying remember a, you mentioning that. He's carrying a log on his back right now, like Rocky up a mountain in the snow, doing it, doing it's it. Summer. You go, Leonard. <laughs> no, definitely, man. If he's up at ten thousand feet, it's still snowy. You don't, there's no doubt. It's still snowy there, one hundred percent. Anyways, nonetheless. Nonetheless, guys, that has been the show, but you guys got to stay tuned because we got some great guests. Like I was saying during shout-outs, man, we got so many good guests. We got, I mean, up next, Reckless Kelly. I can't believe they're on the show. Great Texas band right there. They're going to cause havoc. They got a great They got a great uh, festival coming up with Blackberry Smoke, Marshall Tucker Band, and they're headlining. So exciting. Uh, then we've... We've hopefully we're working out the details, the logistics. We've got Common Kings coming. We have got we've got Fortunate Youth coming. We have got the Sheepdogs, a great band from Canada, just like Dead South, just like Tim Baker. They're ruling the North. Can't wait for those guys to come on. It's all here. It's all on the Doc G Show. I'm not making it up. It's happening. It's in the works. I you can't wait. Lie. No way, man. Not on this show. Not with you guys. Nope. Never. Nope. Never. Wait, what? Anyway, Easy. sorry. I got I got a little I got a got little hyped. riled up. I got, got riled hyped. up. Nonetheless, guys, until next week, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. You love to listen, you love to hear. Goodbye. Yes. 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 And Dave Burles Berlin. Guys, go on the Instagram. And give us a follow. You know you love us. You don't oh just like God. you're not mildly, you mildly interested. Yeah. Just just follow. Just be a follower. I don't do don't it. don't don't overreach, Dave. Don't overreach. Nope. We I'm getting that mildly interested button. And then they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, mildly interested. It's gonna be like a beige color. That's a fact. It's not gonna be too bright. <laughs> the blue's too impactful. It's gonna be like an eggshell and they'll be like, you know what? Eh. Mildly and then it goes to like a moderately colored gray. Yeah, yeah. And the next one will be like something like a light bluish. And then the next one will be a little bit darker. And then follow. Boom. Still blue. Boom. Wow. Anyways, nonetheless, guys, until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah. <laughs> <laughs>